welcome to episode 273 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right there, guys. Welcome along to episode 273 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom, Bevan James. I was, how you going, mate? I'm very good. Do you know what, John? I'm pretty excited. Yeah, excited. You look pretty spunky in those earphones. <laughs> we've the, uh, the guys from Audio Technica, good old Greg Hall, yeah. has sent us through the gear and it's our first day trialling. I don't know if it's that perfect yet. We're kind of learning as we're going along. We literally spent hours and hours. Saturday afternoon was pretty much five hours trying to sort this out. And... Uh, yeah, we're, we're, it's 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 first day, isn't it, John? It is. But we're looking very cool, aren't we? We, we look professional we, now, yes. don't we? No longer one mic between us. No, we've got the, the poppers we've and We've got everything. pop filters. It's it's a very exciting time. So um, hopefully this sounds better for you guys. And the cool thing is now that we can actually have a lot more adjustment with levels and all this good stuff. So honestly, if you ever think about doing podcasting or getting any audio gear, remember Audio Technica. That's right. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Check, check, check it out. Okay, then I'm Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com It's funny because I'm using earphones. I'm not used to this. So I've got this different level of sound in my ears. Um, and the world's most amazing sounding coffee. Athlinks.com Just sounds good. It does. It just, it just, it does. just sounds good. And extreme endurance. And John sounds good saying that. Okay, guys, in this week's show, what have we got coming up? We've got... Uh, let me pull up my show notes. We've got some... News, we've got an age group of the week, we've got a high five, we've got a website of the week, and not really any questions at the end. You said I'll do those later. I said, when I come back from uh, my little trip, we will do some questions and answers special, super show. John's a bit busy, aren't you? Yes. You're a bit busy. Well, we had enough content in this week. Okay, then. Last weekend, we had a few big races coming on, and and we're not going to talk about Ironman UK first. We're going to talk about Alpe d'Huez Triathlon, which seems to be one of the toughest triathlons out there. It's becoming a bit of a classic. You know, it's taken a few years to sort of build its way up, Um, but... Yeah, and, and the feedback we're getting from some people is uh, they're, they're really saying that it is as hard as an Ironman. The times don't, it's not as long no, as an Ironman. To do it. Um, and it's, it's obviously a shorter distance, but they're saying, you know, when you get off that bike after riding up Alpe d'Huez, plus you've got other passes to go over prior to that, that um, it's very, very difficult. And I guess the other thing is, you know, you, you are running at altitude. So I'll give you the feedback when we get up there at Alpe d'Huez in, in a couple of weeks' time. What are you going to run up there as well? We're, we're going to uh, ride up and then we're going to have a short run at the top so we're not going to run how far uh, are they running this race I think they run 20k I think 22, 22. So it's a 2.2k swim a 115k bike and a 22k run so it's just a, an awesome place to go and race by the sounds of it and uh, I've, got, I've got here it's not like the standard long course race but that's how they do it in France they do you know but a vast majority of the races in France are very difficult. You look at Ironman France down in uh, down in Nice, a uh, challenging bike course, and they're just they're just good. They they like to put on a good challenge. Now, Embram is coming up, and we're also we're going to be having a look at that when we're on Epic Camp, and uh, yeah. So if you want a challenge and you're not too fussed about times and stuff, then then this is a place to go. I have to admit this race really does appeal to me. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Yeah, it'd be such a cool race to do. Yeah. So taking it out was uh, uh, Victor Del Corral, who I've never heard of. Apologies, Victor, if you're a listener, but I hey, haven't heard of him before. He's, he's a, a winner. winner. <laughs> and he's been in a pretty good field because Rito Hoog uh, was second in, in 5.56. Now, he's a, a sort of a short course guy. And when I say he's a bit of a short course guy, he's very, very strong. He's been on the podium at world championship level. Um, uh and consistent performance. He's been doing a bit of short course racing this season still, so interesting that he'd do this, given that I would assume he might be going for the Olympics again. He's been Is there a couple of Is there much prize money here? Uh, it, 
I believe it's pretty reasonable. I have I don't know, but okay. I, I think it's pretty reasonable. And now, interestingly, we also had Aaron Farlow in third place in five fifty nine. Tell me about him, John. I know nothing. Well, because we'll talk about him again in a moment when we talk about Ironman UK. But the 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 race at Alpe d'Huez, I think, was held last week during the week. I think it was like a, on a weekday. It wasn't at the weekend. It may have been the week before, but it was uh, it was only a week or so ago. So we'll talk about him a bit more in a moment because uh, then he backed up into Ironman UK. Nice. Girl side of things, Kat Morrison. Um, bit of a domination of Dojo. She won by about 20 minutes over Mary Beth Ellis. But Mary Beth Ellis, she's a good athlete. I mean, she she won uh, an Ironman recently, first one that she's done. She's done well on the ITU circuit. Uh, and then in third place, we had Tamsin Lewis in 6.47. So she was only a minute back. And uh, we're going to be talking to Tamsin in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, we are indeed. Actually, Joe, we haven't mentioned we're in the new studios. New studios, Bevan's we're place. In the, we're in the new studios. We've got the new sound from Audio Technica. We've got the new, look at the view, John. I'm liking the view. The view. We've got the mountains in the background. Oh. Oh, the fog over the city. Beautiful. I have to do some photos at some stage. Okay, John, what else happened? Iron Man UK. So John's a bit sceptical. John saw the results and he's like, back it up. They're not that fast. <laughs> Admittedly, Tobinator, he didn't have much credit in you because you, you had a, it looks like you had a blitzing run. And John doubts it. <laughs> so, so what I did, I, I had a look at these results and I thought, hang on a minute. Um, I'm not disrespecting these athletes at all, but those times don't quite match up in my mind. Um, so I, I popped a little note on our Facebook page and said, hey, did anybody over there uh, race and they do a GPS on the course? And when I, look, I haven't had a look this morning, but when I was looking last night, the consistent feedback was that the course was around about two miles or around about three Which kilometres is significant. short. I'm not sure a few hundred metres, yeah. but two miles, it's, a, it's daylight. That's, it's just ridiculous. Um, so to start with, the swim times were on the, the, swim times were on the, on the touch on the far side. So I'm, I'm, um, from what I've heard, you know, the swim Maybe this is the shortest Ironman in the world. It is, well, potentially. <laughs> Ironman UK, the shortest Ironman in the world. So swim. Sometimes, you know, you're looking at around about four, a number of guys went sort of 44 to 45 minutes. And uh, if you're an Andy Potts or someone, hey, I'm not going to question that too much. But for yeah, the, the swim times, it did seem a little on the short side. So we're prob- probably looking at, you know, three, four, maybe up to so five minutes haven't got much faith in the, the Tobinator. 49, would you ever figure no. that'd be his? Well, Toby was about the same as you. I mean, he's probably advanced from he where, was from where you was. Yeah. yeah. So you know, for Toby, maybe a low fifty is realistic for him. So maybe yep. maybe a couple of minutes there. Yep. Um, the bike apparently was actually a little bit long. Uh, maybe about oh, a mile that's okay. Long. Then they made it up. Yeah, they made it They're up. Like, oh, the, the run's short. Let's just make the bike a little bit longer. But the run times. So the winner, Aaron Farlow, and this is what I meant. Like he he won out. Uh, he was was he second or third at Altuves, and then he's backed it up um, inside a week, and he's won. Um, I think on I think on debut, uh, he's won the race and his run time was 2.41 now he's clearly a very good athlete if he did well at, at Alpe d'Huez and he's obviously won this and beaten an international field but 2.41 is as fast as anybody goes in the world um, for, for the run course so I went that's a bit suspect and yeah the feedback is 3k short <laughs> if that's, you do well John doesn't believe you <laughs> well I just I, I can accept on a lot of courses you know maybe about up to say 500 metres short if you're doing a loop course and I can I can sort of I can yeah, I can, can, I can cope with that yeah. But 3K, I mean, come on. And it is an out and bit of an out-and-back course. Um, it's just ridiculous. And, I mean, it, it's it's bad for the sport. It doesn't give us any credibility because we all start questioning how we go to road and we go, hey, is the course at road accurate? Is the the course- question I have now, you know, with, with technology that's so great and everyone's got it bloody on their phones now, mm. you kind of think that 
mapping out the course is pretty easy in comparison it's, to the old days when you jumped in the car. Yeah. You know, like maybe, you know, there was speed on the car, you could maybe blame back in the old days. Now, and the other thing I'm wondering is now that we've all got GPSs, have we, who does, who, has anyone done road? Yeah, no, I was going to put that up. I'm going to put that up a post on our Facebook page this week is if you did road or if you did Austria, one of the quick courses, um, give us a bit of feedback on how, just, accurate, it how is. accurate it is. And there's always a bit of variability there, you know, people's bike speedos, you know, might, there might be one to two K sort of variability over 180 Ks. And, and the run course, you know, sometimes there's a, a little bit of variability, but as long as they're pretty close, yeah. then, then that's acceptable. But 3K is not acceptable. Okay, so then second place, who we have John? Oh, well, let, let's go through a split. So uh, awesome race. I yeah. mean, he won and, and, and won. Dominated the dojo, <laughs> John, by only 15 minutes. Yeah, so he swam 45 minutes flat, uh, biked 4.53, and it is, it's, it's a fair, fairly rolling course up there. And so and we said it's a little bit long, so it's a solid bike ride, and then ran 2.41 for a, a total time of 8.24, which is, nice. which is a solid time. Yep. Uh, second place, Roman Guillaume, who's a, uh, a young Frenchie, 26 years old. Um, he put the pressure on the bike uh, early, apparently, and then uh, faded pretty badly in the, the final stages of the bike. He was second in 8.41, and third place was Nick Saunders in 8.51, only 21 seconds of uh, in front of the next guy, Domenico Pasolio. Okay, Jombo. Tobinator was in there. Tobinator. Is that Rob Creasy from yes, Christchurch? So, so Tobinator was 904. Rob Creasy, uh, he's a New Zealand uh, triathlete, sports scientist. So yeah. he'll be over there down in London this weekend. Um, he finished in 10th place. Only his second performance, he did uh, challenge Cairns early in the year and had a bit of an explosion, I think, over there. Uh, not an explosion, but he didn't perhaps race as well as he would like over there. Um, and he had a really good race in 9.05 yeah, to take 10th yeah. place, second in his age group, and 10th overall, and only a second nine man. Give sort of things the field was a little bit small. Now, we're going to have to go to the um, article here, because th- this is one issue we've got, and we're going to have this as a, a hot topic of the week as well. issues have we, John? Well, no, we don't have issues. We have... Uh, Iron Man has issues. Iron Man has issues because they don't have the actual winner's time in the oh, results so retired. Yes, we're going to talk about that Oh, too. you didn't have the notes. I've got it down on my piece of paper. Oh, right? there you go. There's this piece of paper. Wait a second. So where's I'm in UK? Well, if you go on your show notes, there's a, there's a link there to the oh, article. Okay. So the reason why we're having to do this is because if we go to the um, athlete tracker, it tells us that Yvette Grice won the race, who was uh, last year's winner, um, and because the actual winner was a real late entrant, and she obviously, I don't know. So wait a second, they've got the wrong winner on the thing? They've got the wrong winner on the tracker. The girl that won does not show up on the tracker. That's a bit silly. It is a bit silly. <laughs> so the girl's winner was... Find a name, Bevan. Yeah, in the ladies' race, it was a similar case of chasing the carrot. Diana Reisler, another aspiring athlete from the Sutton School of Hard Knocks, was out of the water and into the bike course, pulling away from the rest of the field. Reisler was looking to make amends for having a DNF in Frankfurt last weekend. But there were two other athletes looking to make amends for their Frankfurt DNF too. One of them was American DD, oh, um, Desiree Ficker, oh, nice, uh, who was there. <laughs> John and I got a bit of an in-joke on that one uh, who was there and fighting away but pulled away out of the bike I pulled out on the bike oh, that's disappointing and the other low-flying missile was the 2009 German duathlon champion Kirsten Moller from 6th place on the onto the bike she then ran into 3rd with her father and support out on the run course firing out the splits Moller started to taste victory first of all I saw Yvonne Yvette sorry um, 500 metres so maybe it was her who won it Final podiums, places of the men's. Yvette Grice was uh, was third, and Nick Saunders was third on the girls' side of things. 
And let's have a pause. So we make sure we get well, this right. It's, 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 it's a crap article. Yeah. <laughs> normally in the articles, what they have is at the bottom, they then have the splits as well, or at least the top tens. And it's not very clear, John. It's not very clear. Admittedly, maybe we should take some responsibility for not doing our P's. But WTC, you haven't helped us out here, okay? You're making us look bad, so you sort your crap out. Okay, we'll put a pause up. Here we go. WTC have let us down, John, but not try 247. No, they've come to the party. They've come to the party. They knew there was a party happening, so they came to it. So try 247, and they're saying that it was Moller who took it out at 9.19.03. Diana Reisler was second in 9.25, and defending champion Yvette Grice was um, third in 9.37, and then Joe Carrot um, broke the 10-hour barrier in 9.59.20. Okay, so that's, I mean, you can hopefully all the, all the listeners out there from the UK, because we know we've got a big audience over there, had a great race and kicks up, but, okay, John, just one other thing, Mark Yell sent through an email, I'll check this in the show notes, he's saying Jensen Button, he says, I uh, thought it was a pretty good result for the F1 racer, Jensen Button managed to pull off a sixth place out of 2,000 starters, and was only 10 minutes behind the elite winner, Tim Don, he achieved this at the Blenheim Sprint Triathlon. There you go, so you confuse me, I, th- I thought you were meaning the London Triathlon. Well, I, was, I didn't know where it was I, w- I was wondering how he managed to pull that off, because Jensen Button won the round of the Formula One Grand Prix at the weekend in Hungary. And uh, the London the London Triathlon was at the weekend as well. He's, and probably, he's obviously a pretty sharp athlete. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. To pull off sixth place. Yeah. So I guess, you know, the triathlon, tri- he probably is a... We need to get him on the show. Okay, someone must know Jensen, and he's in triathlete, so someone must train with him at some stage. Yeah. Get him to get an interview with us because I know when it comes to media, we'd probably be the number one priority in this world. <laughs> and I'm sure he doesn't get many people asking him for his no, time. No. So I'm just thinking that if we could get him on the show, A, it would be a coup, and B, we wouldn't even talk about Formula One. Yes. Just maybe a little bit. Just a little bit. Do you like Formula One? And maybe he could fly us over in his private jet. And yes. We can do, save him his time. We'll go to his place. Exactly, John. I think it's a gold idea. So, Jensen Button, come on, I am talk. We know you want to. Coming up this weekend, John, what's happening? We've got quite a few races of non-WTC races. We've got the Kalmar race in Sweden. We've got the Slovak man in Slovakia. Uh, we've got the Austral man in Germany. And we've got Norse man is on this weekend, which is always an exciting time. One thing about Norse man, from what I've heard, is next year, I think, is an anniversary for them. And they're going to be holding the race twice. So over a weekend, they're going to hold it on like the Saturday, now, is Sunday. Is it because whatever. it's so popular or is it just because it's why an, not do it twice? I think it's because it's an anniversary. It's like it might be the Now, North is the one where they go up the, up the mountain. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And, and it is limited entries, isn't it? Yes. So maybe that's why. One thing that appeals about that race, probably not for many people, race. is 5 a.m. start. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good early start. But you literally climb up a mountain, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you jump, oh, yeah. Off, jump, oh, yeah. jump off a boat. No worries. And, uh, and <laughs> jump off a boat, don't drown. And it's, it's not just to climb up the mountain on the is run. The, is the bike hard? Yeah, the bike is ridiculous. I, I, I think you, I think you go over three passes, um, and then you basically run up a mountain. So, oh, John, let's it, do it next year. It's hard to get into. They've got very limited spots, and uh, but check it out because and also we had a we had an entry into Norseman this year. So whoever won that in our yeah, options, how it went, yeah, um, make sure you let us know how it went. I'm in Regensburg. I'm in Regensburg again on this weekend. They did not have a start list. Oh, they had, no, they had start lists on their website. But John, his quality. If it gets on the show, you have to have your pro rankings. Don't but you, John? There was no. I could not see the pro rankings. No, so we're not doing it, are you? You're, no, no. You're stubborn like that, aren't you? Now, one thing that I'm gonna we're about to go on to now is talking about our pro rankings. Oh, wait a second, let me do eleven. Oh, John, what's happening with the pro rankings? Yeah, but because uh, one thing that I noted when I looked at the rankings. Rankings is Andreas Raylert has not done an Ironman yet this season, to my knowledge, um, because he did Kona. Yeah, John, have you done your because we, we we talked up pots a couple of weeks ago, yes. and then straight away we got an email saying, well, actually, he did Cosimo, and he won it. 
And so he's I'm not, I'm not, not well, let's you know, we'll let, back it up, back it up, we'll pull, back up, it up. pull up these rankings and we can have a look at okay, them and that will tell us. So, so we're just kind of mid-season, we're getting to that first cut-off point where well, the No, ranking. we're past the cut-off point. Oh, we're past it, are we? Yeah, this, that's, oh, why, I was, August, that's why I was bringing, no, it's 31st of July, so that's oh, why I was bringing up. So, so close to the first sc- of August. Scroll down and find, find the men's, um, scroll, why have you, why have you highlighted, yeah. Oh, Evan. Oh, Bevan. It's WTC you've bro- again. You've broken it. I've broken it. Oh, here we go. Just oh, stay, keep, keep your cursor away from the page. There you go. But I've got to get down to the guys. No, just well, can't you use no, your scroll thing? No, well, I do Wait. two fingers. Oh, oh. Look, here's the guys here, John. Here you go. Do okay. you want the top ones? Do you want me to go we, halfway down? No, we want you to find Andreas Raylert. Oh, Andreas Raylert. Oh, I can't because. Stop selecting it. You <laughs> can't read it. He's up. He's in the top. He's well, in the top. But you said he's not qualified. Oh, okay. Yes, but he's got points. Oh, Andreas Raylert. Can you see him? Uh, Andreas Raylert, yes. So he has 5,400 points from his Kona race last year and he's got 500 points from a 70.3 race. So what that means is he has not done – he's currently ranked 13th, but he has not uh, – um, He hasn't done an Ironman race yet, so yeah. he, technically he can't turn up. Yeah, so he has to do an Ironman race between now and whatever the second cutoff date is. I think it's like sometime in september or something Because he did like wrote, that. didn't he? He did wrote, so he's going to have to do it. So he may be doing – Regensburg, or he may, he'll have to do Canada or uh, whatever else is coming up. Um, he's got to do something if he's going to be on the start line in Kona. Well, he's going to, isn't he? Let's, you know, he's, he's guaranteed he's going to because he's not going to not go to Kona. Who knows? Well, he just needs to tick a box. Let's put it out there, Bevan. Maybe he's not going to Kona. <laughs> We've got an inside where he's retired. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but he, he's going to, so it's more which one will he choose? Mm. Bit of background noise is somebody's What's taking their wheelie, wheelie bin up the driveway. Oh, they don't I, don't, this. I don't like this new premises. You got all this background noise. Do you know what's the cool thing about this new premises? The neighbours are very friendly, John. That's nice. I live next to in St Martin's Road. Yeah. I was living next to that guy for six years. He said hello to him once. He was yeah. you just never said hello. New neighbours, I've met them all, invited us over for coffee. Nice. It's a nice little community I'm in there, John. Nice. Yeah, nice. Lots of love happening in this shared area. Shared pathway. You don't, want to, you don't want to have any any uh, any issues with your neighbours because you're on a shared driveway. No, they're really good because they like that snow the other day in Christchurch. They dug it all up even our driveway. Nice. Loving it. Okay, um, so what's, what's, what, what are else the interesting things? Okay, so interesting things are... Most of the guys are in. So, so pull up the um, the page, my, my show notes, because I've okay. got a couple of comments on there. So, yeah, so the deal is, um, as of today, uh, as of yesterday, um, the top 40 male and the top 25 pro are in. Are in. So, so Cam Brown's in. We're loving that. Yes. Cam Brown. Um, oh, let's see the, the lowest of those. Oh, you jumped off that page and I was Yeah, but I was no, no look, 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 good old, uh, what's that name? Joe Gamble's is in, Michael Lovato. It's, it's, uh, when I look through the guys list, Rasmus Henning only just got in at thirty fourth place. Yes, t- calculated, uh, calculated. I'm sure he's, he's he he went he he would be the type of guy. Who but wait a second, this list doesn't really work, John, because we're looking at this list here and we're saying okay, well, the top forty guys. But if you're looking at someone like Andreas Raylert, he's in the top forty, but he isn't a nine man. Yeah, so there's only a couple that'll fall into that category. I had a look through. So Chris, at this stage, the only ones that I saw were Chris McCormick and um, and Raylert from from a quick. Gander three, so so it'll roll down marginally lower than the fortieth ranking, but it'll be very close to that. So, the so top, Chris isn't going to be turning up. No, not unless he does an Ironman in the next couple of weeks. Highly unlikely. Unlikely, but who knows? After London this weekend, who knows? I, I think he's going to win. London so anyway, top forty males, top twenty-five females as of thirty-first of July. Yeah. Um, 
and then they're basically in. That's it. So it doesn't matter if from here on in their ranking falls outside there. If somebody leapfrogs them, they're in. Ah, so um, it's good to be now. So you know you're yeah. going. You can book in your accommodation. Yeah. And then the next cutoff date is the 31st of August, and then they take on an, an additional 10 males and an additional five females. By the end of August? Yes, by the So you'd be gutted if you're someone who's one of those 10 males and you've got Ray Luton there because mm-hmm. you know that's only making it nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so in terms of the guys sort of things, the only ones that I that I sort of spotted that weren't in that top forty that are, that are, you know that are contenders for say the top ten in Kona, you know, you know Terenzo Bazzoni I think is probably the the, the the clear one. He's the one that potentially could. Not win the race or, or get it, get in the top five, top three. Yeah. Um, so why isn't he? Because he's been injured and uh, he hasn't been able to do any more racing. So he did Ironman New Zealand and he finished second. Yep. Um, I don't recall if he had a good race in Kona last year. I don't year. think he got top ten last year. Yeah. So basically, he's outside the top, um, the top forty. So he's in a real spot of bother. He has to do a high scoring points race. Well, we still have the world champ seven point three in September. Because I know Joe Lawn. That was one of her focuses when I was talking to her on the street the other week. So I don't understand. Well, the 70.3 world champs, surely yeah. it's got good points for that race. Yeah, but that's that's after 31st of August. Oh, it doesn't it? matter. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Terenzo is the one that I read that really Just misses me off there. You're, you're loving it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matty Reid isn't on there. He talked about doing Ironman. And Chris McDonald, I saw, wasn't in the top 40. Um, I don't know if Kona is much of a priority for him. But it's a bit more interesting on the girls' side of things. I mean, you've only got 25, and, and there are some big names missing here. Why, why, why do they only have 25 in the girls? I know, like I know the fields aren't as strong, but twenty five is a low number. Yeah, well, I suppose at the end of the day, when you've got fifty guys and then you have 30, 30 girls, I think that's a pretty fair indication of um, where we sit, sort Ooh, of proportionately. Okay. Um, so Sam Warren is not there, and she's done quite a bit of racing. She just misses out. Joe Lawn's not there, and she's a consistent top tenner. Yeah, Linda Granger is a consistent sort yeah. of top tenner. Kate Major. Um, Kate Major's been on the podium multiple times. Peter Keat. Keat. So those are the names that I grabbed out of there that haven't. That they're outside the top twenty five. So. They're either going to have to make some decisions on whether Kona's really. See, to me, for this them. is the downfall of the system. I know it's a qualification system and, and so on. So, you know, ideally, you know, we're going to get a better race because. Well, I, the thing is, I don't think we get a better race. Because at the end of the day, last year, when anyone could pretty much turn up as long as you'd had a good result in mm. A Ironman, mm. I think it's a better race if those girls turn up. I think it's a better race. Yep, if these is. girls don't get there, Sam Warren, Joe Lawn, Belinda Granger, Kate Major, and Rebecca Key aren't in the field, I don't think it's a better Kona. Yep, um, but whose fault is it? Uh, you got to put the point the finger at them and say it's completely their fault. They know they know the rules, and um, if they chose to do Ironman New Zealand, and you, we all know the reasons why they do that. But if the Kona is their pinnacle, and that's what they're all about, in the yeah, sport, but uh, no, but they is, need it, to is it their the fault? Races. Is it like okay? It's easy to say okay, well these guys have you know decided not to do certain races and they've done so well in some races, but also they're pro athletes trying to make a living, and so they've obviously done some challenge races, mm-hmm. and so in doing that they've sacrificed maybe doing an Ironman race, which means that they can't go to Kona and that's, I understand that's a choice that they make and mm-hmm. they may be willing to sacrifice that choice because they can make more money racing challenge but for our sport is it a good thing that because these athletes have you have to be so WTC stuck in the mould to go to Kona now I th- well, I, I Agree to a level, but I think... For our world champs, to yep. not have these athletes here, I don't think it's a good thing. No, I, I, I don't disagree and with that. And they would be if you would put their challenge results in there. Oh yeah, yeah, totally, but Look, if, if I was in their shoes, I would go and do a high-scoring points race. Um, I'd go and do Germany or I'd go and do the North American Championships because those guys are all going to perform well there and that would give them enough points um, to, to get in there. So um, I, don't, I don't really have... You, know, you don't have to go to Kona every year, but 
if you want to go, you got to play by their rules. So I don't, I don't really have a problem with it. I, mm, rules, John. I, I, rules. I'm, I'm you like your rules. I'm interested, really interested to see how it's going to pan out in terms of the actual race, whether it's going to make any difference to the way we see the the top ten unfolding, whether it's going to break that bike pack up at all or not. That's what I'm really interested to see. Well, something like Granger for the chicks. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a strong rider. Mm-hmm. You know, and she often pulls away from the pack, and some people can stay off her, so she does influence the race. So mm, it's interesting. I think. First year, I'm not trying to be too hard on them, but I do think it's disappointing if we get to Kona and those names aren't in the race. We're going to be live. We're going to be there. We'll be there, John. We won't be talking to these girls. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to go there as well, remember, go Endurance Sport Travel for all your Check, check, check it out, John. John's ITU update. Tell me the gossip, John. There's been some controversy. So we talked about a while about a guy, um, Harry, Harry Wiltshire. Oh, I don't think so. It was pretty bad what he did. Harry Wiltshire, he um, he basically beat the crap out of uh, Javier Gomez in the, the swim at the European Championships and then proceeded to block him and coming out of the swim and proceeded to block him on the bike as well. Um, so he's been suspended for six months and there's been no repercussions for anybody else as far as I can see, which seems f- interesting because... But when you watch the video, it did look like it was only him. Like when they were, yes. they were swimming, he was blocking and there was no one else around them. Yeah, but was he under team orders? So oh, uh, that, that's saying. what I'm sort of saying is... Yeah, it, it's the kind of thing you'd, you'd almost do at sort of schoolboy level, you know. Yeah. And you'd, you'd, Amateur you'd, level, you'd, John. You'd, it's quite a juvenile sort of thing to do, and you'd sort of go out there. You know what, Harry, you need to and, grow and up. And you think it'd be pretty cool. Um, but this is a, 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 a serious race, you know. This is European Championships. It's a big deal. And, um, but what but, about, like, okay, so like, what about when you're doing team riding on the ride course if you block someone? Well, that, that, that's where there's a bit of discretion. You know, you're allowed to block, and that, that, that's not... So what did he do wrong? Well, he, he beat the crap out of him in the swim, um, so in, there was actually physically. So it's a it's a judgment call, but it, we also if, if you saw it, it was very obvious. So they've got it's unsportsmanlike behaviour is, is okay. what it's classified on the bike. Yes, you can block. Um, you can hold people up so you you gotta get you to can, but well, oh, no, bike. <laughs> but I think that on the bike, it's more if you're be, if you're doing it in a dangerous fashion is how they view it on the bike. So I think it's okay. more the swim and discretion. But I think the interesting thing is is he's taken the rap for all of this. Was he under team orders? Um, or, or was he just doing it? For, I can't un- understand why he just do it by do himself. Do you think he was under team orders? Well, I, I, the must, I know. The let's must speculate been, here, allegedly. Well, there must have been some discussion. He's, he's not going to just go out there and do it because he wants to... S- yeah, but like to me, if you look at the Brownleys, who are just dominating the sport... And like you know, when we talked to the young fella, he he sounded like he was pretty you know wasn't mm. going to be a guy and go who looks for a cheating advantage to do well in the race. But it's a bit of a head scratcher. He wouldn't just it's go a and, head scratcher, John. He wouldn't. Why, why would you just go and do it yourself? And, unless you got suggested to you. It but maybe it was, like he's in his team. He's trying to impress his teammates. Helping his teammates out, gets out afterwards, and they go, "You're you're a dog." Maybe we should get him on the show. Harry, as well. come come talk to us. But anyway, he's been suspended for six months. Um, he'll just go off and do non non ITU races. So um, I, I assume I don't know whether he's been suspended by his. Oh, so you can't be you can't be suspended totally from the sport. Well, if you if if, if WTC suspended, you can go and do challenge races, couldn't you? Yeah. So we're in a Mickey Mouse sport, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> um, so anyway, but this weekend is a big weekend. I talked about it last week the London oh, round of John's the World Championship excited. Series. It is very exciting exciting because it's Olympic selection time and there's a lot on the line for most people, most countries. This is a selection race, so it's going to be awesome. Um, it may be, it may end up being a pretty boring race. You know, it may end up just becoming down to the run course, but what you're going to see on the run 
is guys aren't just going to be settling going oh, okay well, I'm in 15th place I'll just I'll just settle for 15th um, they're going to have to race against their, their countrymen and that's so it's, it's almost like think. everybody in the field is racing for every spot whereas mm-hmm. normally you know you're, you're having a bad day oh well bugger it or yeah. if you come in 10th you're not going to chase 9th so much but in this race it's like every spot is important well especially for the, like I don't know all the countries different qualifying criteria but a lot of them are first you're going to have to be your first person in your country and often would say with New Zealand then you've got to be in the top 10 as well and if you do that if you're first for New Zealander and you're, I think it's maybe the top 8 then you're into the team there's no questions about it and I think what happens if we don't what happens if the top Kiwi guys only get under the top 15 um, well then it goes to the next selection race so nobody, oh. nobody gets selected wow that's yeah. not good yeah well, no, I mean, we still have our spots, but yep. then, it, then it start. Then you're going into that grey area of selected discretion. Uh, then, that grey area, John. Mm. Stay away from the grey area. Okay, sponsor. So first of all, we're going to talk about Coffees of Hawaii this week, John. And good old Albert sent through an email this week saying, what, John? Well, he t- he's, he's, he's one step behind us, Bevan. We are he's the professionals. He's one step behind us because he's talking about this new Halo coffee. And we're like... Jumbo, we talked about it last week, didn't we? Exactly. But we're going to talk about it again because it's a new coffee and it um, comes from the Big Island, which is where we all um, like to go and do triathlons. So it's the Hilo blend. Enjoy. Um, oh, Hilo, not Halo. Hilo. Yep. So yeah. that's on the far side of, uh, of Kona and uh, they have a daily cycle of rain and sunshine known as the Kinaho Rain of Hilo. Uh, it has nourished its forest since the island was born. The Lihao flavour... Sacred Sorry. to Pele, the Hawaiian volcanic goddess, thrives in this moist oh, environment. Right. And today, the gentle slopes below the Hilo Watershed Forest Reserve, fragrant Hilo-grown coffee does as well. So it's a bright, full-body coffee. It's roasted mildly for it to retain its fresh essence. Hints of butter and spice are rounded out with a floral aftertone, a perfect cup to be served alongside your favourite dessert or morning pastry. Where's my morning pastry, Bevan? Do you know what? You deserve a high five for the effort, mate. You did, that's probably the best reading you've ever done. Thank you. Because both of you and I are pretty poor when it comes to reading, but that was sensational. Well, I, my reading's okay. It's just a screen, screen uh, oh, blame the screen. Size. Blame, blame the equipment. The, the, the builder doesn't blame his hammer, mate. You know? There you go. Hey, so uh, one thing one thing I was out running yesterday, I was up in the, and it's quite nice running here. The only problem is you're either going up or down, but once you get warm, it's actually quite beautiful. And I was up running in the hills yesterday, and I was thinking of coffees of Hawaii, because that's all I ever think about. Yeah. And and I was thinking to myself, if you're a triathlete and you don't have coffees of Hawaii, you need to sharpen up, because he doesn't just support us. So coffees of Hawaii don't just support us. You go to any website, any other podcast, you know, anything out there with regards to triathlon, coffees of Hawaii are out there helping our community, mm. you know, supporting us and supporting our, our top pros you know a lot of the pros are supported by Coffees of Hawaii so I was just thinking to myself if you're a, if you're a triathlete you need to have Coffees of Hawaii in your life and when you're in Kona you're going to get come out the boat see that's the right. boys that's right I need so. to do some swimming, swimming John oh mate you can, you can cope it's only 200 metres yeah it's been a while part of the challenge though <laughs> part of the challenge around from Digme from the from Digme Beach around the boat and back that's going to be one of our challenges oh we're going to have a swim race oh jeez yeah you'll smash me it's okay you'll smash well, me on what the bike what challenges do I have an advantage on bike what bike what? you transition where you practice your transition work no but I think when we do the transition we've got to keep it really simple so it's not actually about how fast you bike because the challenge is really about yes. the transition yes so I think we should almost just start coming in bang and then you have to be 100 metres up the road okay you know well, you've got to be into your shoe. If, you, if you're doing onto the bike you've got to be into your shoes yeah into your shoe so, into your normal rhythm which yeah. takes about 200 metres yeah but no, for me, I'm in my rhythm straight away, John. Mm, okay. So that's my You've advantage. Keep, yeah, okay. So I'm just saying, you know, changing the world. Okay. Um, uh, Coffeesofhawaii.com. Check, check, check it out. Okay, we're going to talk about discussion. Oh, we're going to talk about Vine Man. 
Oh, Vine Man results. Vine Man results. Sorry, Vine Man. Vine Man results. They had the Vine Man full Vine Man race on last weekend, and um, John Dowles took it out an eight fifty six. Nice sub, nice sub nine. Sub nine in that course is solid. Yep. Daniel Alfredinson in nine oh four. Slater Fletcher. Nine oh six. He does um, like Ultraman and things like that. I think he's. Oh, I think he. I think he may have won Ultraman or done some of those really big long ones. Great. Bob Bob Shebest, um fourth in nine twenty four, and Taylor Hemming in nine twenty nine. So yeah. close racing between second and third, and then close racing between fourth and fifth. And girl side of things, Latine Zal Zala in ten thirty, Elizabeth Nitray in second in ten forty four, and. Kate Halfin in third in 10.51. One other piece of news we forgot about, Norman Sadler's retiring. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So two-time Kona champion and general all-round legend. He also was a world duathlon champion in his early days. So very impressive athlete, and very temperamental athlete, but uh, really brought some excitement to, to Kona. You know, the way that he raced it was uh, was very, very impressive. Oh, and let's be honest, the little bit of rivalry between him and Mecca, yeah. you know, there was always a bit of controversy around him. It was a great race when when he won and Mecca was second, you know, it was that classic. Um, yeah, he was way off the front and Mecca was eating into that lead and couldn't quite catch him and, uh, yeah, that was a great race. So so he'll, he'll be um, missed from the sport and, uh, but... A, what do you think he goes champion. on the big scale of things? You know, if we look at Ironman Legends, you know, you've got your Mark Allens, who you know Dave Scott kind of level. Mm-hmm. Then you kind of have the Peter Reeds kind of level. Is he of that level, or has he probably stepped down from that? Well, it's a tricky one because because the way he, he won the races was amazing. Yeah, but he's a Kona great. So, but that's and and yes, he had some other good races. But really, he's he's had two Kona wins, and people can correct me on this, but he hasn't done a huge amount outside of that. Yes, he's had a World Duathlon title, um, he's had some other good races, but he hasn't had the same level of performance outside of Kona. You know, he, he just he was just on fire in Kona. The conditions were to his liking. He was able to really unleash on the bike because of the conditions, um, but he certainly didn't race. You know, he went and tried to do road a couple of times and, and um, didn't really perform, and he, he, and he DNF'd quite a lot at races, so... Yeah, he was, he was all, all or nothing, wasn't all he? All or nothing, yeah, yeah, definitely was. But he was he was great for the sport. But whether I'd put him on the same level as those guys, you know, Peter Reid, you know, he won I, I mean, Australia multiple times. He won yeah. Austria lots of times. Yeah, um, Peter Reid was an amazing athlete. I'd, yeah, I'd almost maybe put him on the same level as sort of Tim, Tim DeBoom. Okay. Um, sort of that sort of that echelon. Okay, John, well, let's talk about discussion of the week. So discussion of the week last week, we got an email through from, I don't know if I put that in there, Neil. Neil said, we weren't sure which Neil it was. Mm. There's plenty of Neils in the show, but um, I'm just going to put that email you sent me this morning from Melina. Oh, yes. So um, it, was, it was all about the equilateral triathlon, and this was a race. That so was in the early 80s, wasn't it? In 1984, there's a triathlon called the equilateral race, and it was basically a 5.6-mile swim, a 50-mile bike ride, and a 20-mile run. And the concept was that, ideally, it, it evens the race out, so you'd be doing two hours of swimming, two hours of biking, and around two hours of running. And Melina actually, John at the time said, well, maybe Melina can tell us about it, and he sent us back an email. Yeah, so he, he went and did it um, in that year, and he said originally the race, um, it was it was on the East Coast, and the year he did it, yeah, they changed it from, um, added in the, the extra swim to make it up to the equilateral distances. He said the race director was a guy called Fletcher Hanks, and the race was the Oxford Triathlon, um, and he said it was in the Chesapeake River, and it was Full, it was effing full of jellyfish. Uh, <laughs> nice. And Scott said he, he ended up winning the race. He said not, not many others um, he said it was good turned money. up. He said it was, he got a bit of money for that. But he said he sat in the swim and he uh, sucked on the toes of Annie Jones, who's a, 
former Hawaii Ironman um, course sort of record holder and leader for the for the swim. He just sat on her feet and he said he had one of the new pro motion wetsuits. <laughs> and he said that's made of like the the wetsuit material that you know that surf wetsuits are made of. And he said it was just incredibly hard. And you know you got throughout there for two, two hours. hours in one of those wetsuits. He said you could hear his, his hear his arm slapping into the water. Yeah. So um, he said no, the serious pros turned up. So he did win it pretty easily. And he said it was hot as hell and it took him about six and a half hours. And he said there was a little bit of money. There to, to do it and show up, and he said it was um, it was good, but he said uh, from his memory it only lasted once. He's got it wasn't very popular, as you can imagine. Yeah. And I think it ended up only being held once. So I don't think this is going to be something that's going to take off, and you know, in the future. But it's a really good question based on you know who are the pros right now, you know who would probably dominate this race, and is it, I suppose the interesting concept behind it is that it is interesting that we are afraid of having an even split race. You know, because at the end of the day, triathlon is meant to be all three. Yes. And realistically, the swim is the, the you know the the cousin we don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yep, just yep. put him in the background. Yeah. He gets the last of the biscuits. And uh, but really, you know, like it, it's interesting. Our sport hasn't tried to be more evened mm. out. Mm. Um, so I think um, it's a really hard question to answer. We've got and some good answers here. So um, who we got here? Tim Tansley. She's saying, "What a great question." She. Oh, I don't is. know. Don't yeah. be like me calling her a she. How Tao. Someone like uh, someone without a wife and kids. Yeah, that's very true. Andy up. Potts' name came up, and some enhancers got Andy Potts would be in the lead at least until Andreas Raylitz takes him down the run. Craig Kirkwood, um, where did you scroll that? The swim, uh, the swim sounds awful. Potts would win. Okay. Craig Kirkwood's a, a New Zealand marathon champ, former marathon champion. Well, good old uh, Phil Wilson saying, purely based on last year's Kona results, if you scale the athlete's performance for each sport to the equilibrium distances, the top four have finished in the same order. The top ten would have been this order. First would be Mecca, second Andreas, third um, Van Verhulnaka, uh, Crowey fifth, Pete Jacobs actually came ninth, but he's obviously thinking about the swim, and uh, Lano seventh, Bockel eighth, uh, Tissing, who was fifth, would get ninth, and Ferris would be tenth. Nice. Mm. And Timo Bracht, who was tenth, uh, would have got no, it would have got tenth uh, when he was actually sixth. So that's that's interesting that he's actually gone in there and scaled it and said this yeah, is what would yeah. happen. Um, I can't read very well from here. Uh, Eva Callahan saying Andy Potts or Pete Jacobs. Um, I've got uh, Chris Daniels. It's hard not to pick the strong swimmers like Chapots and Jacobs. They may not get double the time advantage out of the swim. 12 minutes but they would lose it on the bike and ultimately the run I would go with an uber biker with a decent um, half marathon when left in their leg someone like Chris Leado or Tino Brack you're struggling aren't you you're blind I'll I'll pick another couple then okay Richard Marlowe's got a great question if I ever won the lottery and pondered setting up something similar although over shorter distances then making a time trial style and hilly bike course to avoid drafting with good prize money to see who's really the best Although the question was, who would win? Blokes go all rounder. Someone like Alistair Brownlee. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's chucked in. He's that's, gone ITU. That's where I'm going. I'm oh, going ITU. Nice. Oh, okay. Okay. He hasn't moved into Iron Distant yet. Women's, he killed Dibbins. And then I'll do one more. Can you read that one? Yep. Uh, the winner would be the same as this year's upcoming Kona winner, Pete Jacobs. Mark Hughes-Jones has got me. I set up their World Equilibrium Triathlon Corporation, held world champs and became the official champion. The course was short and I didn't even get T-shirt. Rubbish. I <laughs> love your work. Okay, John, so your thoughts? So I'm, I'm thinking probably IT, ITU. you got to go for somebody who's a very strong swimmer. Well, I don't know if we can go ITU. 
Why not? Well, because it's come on. Who's going to win the race? We're, we're, it's a question. We're, we're looking at Iron Men dudes. Okay. Well, you could do both. Well, I, I would. I, I would say um, if I was going to pick anybody and I was going to put money on it, I'd probably go Alistair Brownlee um, because he's he's a strong all rounder. He's an excellent swimmer. He's a excellent runner, and he's very strong on the bike as well. So I'd uh, go with him. I, I don't think the the bike, you know. I think uh, you, you don't want to be going for a weak swimmer, strong biker combo. Where, no, so, no, okay. it's game over. It's game over. So, well, I, I suppose the question is, as someone like Potts, how much of an advantage would he gain over that much of a swim on the rest of the field? If, well, we, if we are just looking at Ironman right now. Yeah, well, what does he have in, in Kona? I'm, I'm picking he gets a couple of minutes in Kona. Yeah. And that's 3K, so it's almost double that. So he's probably looking at, you know, Probably about probably four, four, four or five minutes or so. Oh, you don't reckon he'll go further as the race went on? No. Um, if it was a not, if it was a non-drafting swim, if it was a time trial, I think he'd get more. Yeah. Um, well, he wouldn't get more over the person leading the second pack, but he'd get more over a lot of the guys that are sitting in. So yep. that could then potentially go up to six, seven minutes. But he's as good a runner as anywhere. And I guess we've got to think about the conditions where it might be held. If it was held in Kona, it's probably he's a bigger guy, so probably slightly less advantage. Oh, we're getting deep now, yeah, John. Getting deep. Getting deep. But he's he's pretty strong on the he's strong enough on the bike not to lose too much time. Um, so I'd probably go with either Potts or Raylert, or um, if I was going anybody at all, I would go um, probably Brownlee. On the girls' side of things, I think this is where it could get quite interesting. Oh, because, back at it. Let's set it up, John. Uh, well, you know, Chrissy's strong, but her real strength is, is crushing people on the bike. And oh, then, and well, then, she and, does the two forty one marathon. Yeah, and but but pr- if we if we prior to rope, <laughs> prior to rope where she did run that amazing, <laughs> you'd put her. You know, you'd expect her to run about the same as um, Evans. Uh, no, not Dibbins. Um, Miranda. Miranda Carfrey. So, you know, Miranda Carfrey, probably not going to lose much time to Chrissy in the swim, going to lose some time on the bike, but if she had an amazing run, she could probably possibly come through. I don't think Dibbins, because Dibbins isn't strong enough on the run for this. Um, so I oh, would, it's Chrissy. I, it's, it's Chrissy still by Chrissy. It's still Chrissy. Um, but I think if uh, Miranda just lifted her game a little bit, I don't think it would be a complete domination. Well, Chrissy Goodhand is the greatest triathlete of all time. Female, yes. No, definitely. no, of, of triathlete. No, and that's purely a sexist comment because I don't think she. Why is that sexist? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm, from I'm, you. No, from, from me. It's because because she's because you're, you're a sexist. Well, no, no. I'm just you ask me the question. I'm not saying no, you're, you're, not, sexist, you're, not, you're not asking me if I think she's the greatest. You're thinking will she go down as the greatest? So you make sure you word your question. Your oh, I did. You're the one who called it sexist. No, you, no. You said will she go down as one of the greatest athletes in history? And I don't. She'll go down definitely as the greatest female, but I don't think she'll go down as the greatest um, triathlete in history because she's a female, and that's just the way. Oh, so, so you yes. think that everyone else would be six? It's not you. Yes. Do you think yes. she could be the greatest triathlete of all time? Uh, I would say <laughs> she probably is. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. What about you, Bevan? Oh, I, th- I think she would. Oh, as long as she gets another five, six years out of her career. Like, what, what if she stopped after? If, what if she crushed Kona this year, set a new course record by, say, five to ten minutes? I, I think she you, is. I think yeah. she is. I think Chrissy is like. I know the fields are different to the male fields, and so you can say, well, guys are more competitive, but yeah. what she's doing is country miles above all oh, yeah. the guys ever done. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, so, um, Okay, then, so the, interesting discussion. Okay, so this week's discussion is, if you had five wild cards for Kona, who would you give them to? And you can actually go, we'll put a link to um, the pro membership rankings right now. And, of- and so what we're not looking for here is not just going, all right, we're going to give one to Lance Armstrong, one to Alistair Brownlee. We're looking, you know, of the Ironman athletes, because one they of the do- One losers people? Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> You know, would you know of the, of the people that are racing Ironman that are not in that top forty for the guys or not in the top twenty-five? 
would you give anybody a wild card, say for someone like a Terenzo or yep. for someone who's who's doing Ironmans or a, a Sam Warren? Or, who would you sort of – um, 43 minutes. We've got to stop going so long in the news. Ah, it's all good. It's, it's all good, good stuff. Do you know what else is really exciting? Not just the studios, not just the audio technica mics, John. Mm. What else is exciting is Porno's made some more music for us. Okay. So let's put on some new music, guys. Right, here we go. Here we go. Each group of the week. Okay, John, well, I, t- I reckon Porno's done a great job there. He's outstanding. So he actually made that himself yeah. playing it or he just... He did, sort of- he did it on his iPad, oh, with GarageBand yeah. on the iPad. Right. Made that. He's got about four or five for us. Right. It's very exciting. Right. Porno's actually saved my life this week, John. I'll tell you about that later Is on it? the show. Okay. Literally. Because I was, I was on the, the edge of despair. Yeah? Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll be shocked and dismayed when you hear what happened. But anyway, um, age group of the week. Okay, so this week we've got an age grouper of the week and the name is sent through from Sean Burke and Sean Burke was saying I hope you guys are both well thanks we are are you well John? I'm pretty well pretty well yeah. your studios yep nice nice interview yep. you don't I'm really going to have to sit in a different seat because I'm looking at a wall yeah what we might do is sit over there so next week so when you get back yes yes so you get a bit of view um, it still makes my best one hour of training per week great we love that uh, here's my nomination for age group of the week at Ironman Quarter Lane a few weeks ago Paul Link yeah, yep, we'll go yep. there. Uh, scored the men's 40 to 45 age group top podium spot. Paul was coached by Alan Cousins, and Alan obviously knows how to get the most from his athletes. Paul had a swim time of 109, so he had a lot of work to do as he was coming out of the weather water in the third, 300th place. After hammering through the bike in a 504, that's smoking, he gave, which gave him the 14th fastest ride bike time of the day. Paul was now in 33rd spot and second in his age group. He didn't just settle into the run, but instead ran down first place in a time of 3.16. Paul finished out uh, 29th overall place of all the pros and scored a Kona slot. Congratulations to Paul for an amazing effort and enjoy Hawaii. So that's, that's, just, that's 45 to 49 age group and he's finishing 29th place overall. That's pretty that impressive. That is awesome, eh? Yes. So when, do you, when you get to that old John, how do you reckon you'll go? Oh, we've discussed this before. Yeah. I think if... Um, if I was sub ten, what what was his time? Three sixteen plus five oh four, so that's plus a 109. Uh, eight twenty plus one oh nine, that's nine twenty. He would, he would have been about, about he would have beat nine forty. Yeah. I think he'd be he'd, he'd take me down. Oh John. Yeah. Because the problem for you is when you're that old, you're wear and tear is gonna be terrible. Oh rubbish. Be, I don't I have oh, not trained that hardcore. Get on the the, the Your um, wear and tear is gonna be worse than mine. I'm not denying fella. it, but I'm not gonna be trying to get an eight an eight and a half when I'm that old and tear that much. <laughs> I'll, I'll be sub sub nine at forty. It is pretty impressive. These guys sub nine at forty. I'll be sub. I'll, I'll go over to Ironman UK and they'll, I'll just, they'll just say, "Can you guys just uh, give me that that course you did, which is three k short?" We got five k short, you know, sub nine. Framey did, didn't he? He went sub nine at forty. Yep. Franey, you always call him Framey. It's Franey. Oh, is that Franey? Yeah, he's got an N. Oh, in a, sorry, Framey. Um, <laughs> So impressive performance coming, especially coming from so far down in the swim. Um, One hundred and nine. No disrespect is, is relative to the other performances. Is 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 it a is a long lost cousin, isn't it? And that's not doesn't bode so well for Kona where it's a non wetsuit swim either. But still to come through with a great five hundred four ride and a three sixteen run is very yeah, very solid and uh, very impressive to get to the the top of the forty five to forty nine age group. So winning your age group in any race around the world these days is not easy. Oh no way, Jose! So very very impressive. No, it's a, it's a, such a massive achievement. Have you ever won an age group? Uh, I've never really raced age uh, groups. I did. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so, Paul Link, you're our uh, uh, age, age group, group of the week. week. Okay, sponsor. We're going to talk about Athlinks today, guys, and we're going to talk about what have you done today. So, that's a feature that they've got on there. So, it's WDYDT, and you basically, you need to have your you need to have an account with Athlinks, which you all should do, and you get spanked bottoms if you don't. Exactly. Um, John loves it. And all you really basically do is you sign in and you just go to your sort of page and then it's got a little section where you can do what you did today. And the reason why I think people, a lot of you guys that are social networkers out there might like this is because if you linked in with Twitter, you can just link it in with your Twitter account and you can just quickly log in what you did, just type in whether you did a swim, bike, run or whatever you did and then uh, and then you can sort of Twitter it out to your network and uh, ski some of your competitors who might be following you on Twitter yeah. and then you can you can also have your Twitter linked into your Facebook page can't you as well so you yep. can sort of it can you do all it, be linked up together yeah so if you do it on Athlinks it keeps your, you know, all your athletic stuff in, in one place and also tracks the training that you do and then you can use your other social media to, to sort of spread it out to the those that you uh, that yeah, you and like, like if your to. club's on there or if you've got your group of friends on there you can kind of see them what you threw and it's all that kind of stuff isn't it Jombo yeah so keep everything updated on Athlinks.com and make sure you put in what races you're doing that, that are coming up and this weekend as we discussed earlier we've got the, the Norseman race and we've only had one person that's gone on there and actually said they're attending from Good the athletes David Hartmeyer and he's going to aim to do a 60 now what's the cut off time there I don't know no neither oh, you wouldn't it can't be, be 17 hours surely uh, I wouldn't have thought so because I don't think you could get up there in the dark well, I, don't, I don't know no neither his goal is to be amongst the first 160 to reach the base of the mountain, then climb the final three miles and attain the black shirt. So if he, he's got down Basically, here uh, he? goal time 16 hours. So if you start at five in the morning, that means he's uh, looking at nine o'clock at night. I do. Yeah, the race really does excite me. Okay, John. One, two, three, four. High five. Oh, you joined me. A drive the end there. It's not my thing, but you can do it. It's okay. It's infectious, Bevan. And it is. Justin Wall has sent through this one. I love your work. Please keep it up. Listening through all the archive episodes is making my build up for Ironman Florida much more tolerable. It's kind of funny when we need a sport where we need <laughs> <laughs> to get through it. Just finished Ironman 70.3 and realised that knowing the course you are racing is more important than I'd previously considered. Oh, yeah, this is a biggie. I thought it might be a good idea to do a high five or a coach's corner on key things you should know about the course you are racing. Have you added bits I've here, I've added John? bits here, yeah. Yes. Whoa, John's upgraded it. Nice, 2.0. Well, well, he asked for it. Yeah, he asked for maybe a coach's corner. So, and, and, yeah, so, so. Okay, so I'll, you do one, I'll yep. do two. Oh, I don't want to do four. Oh, okay. 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 Number, uh, things that he noted were, number one, logistics of transition. This race had two different transitions, also knowing where you go in and where your spot is uh, and go out preferably walking through these areas in advance so you know where you're going to be. Um, and so my points are definitely in those days leading into the race, um, you definitely want to walk through that transition several times and know exactly where you're going. And the other thing about um, the transitions, uh, you know, a lot of the courses have long runs from the swim to, to T1 and it's a really easy Easier, easy place to get overexcited and uh, and just smoke yourself and burn a lot of energy for yeah, very, I'm very little Zealand. gain. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I'm in New Zealand. Um, you have to go like doing Usain Bolt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one thing at I'm in New Zealand is running fast along the flat section, but then you've got a bunch of stairs and, uh, and you can just go really an- anaerobic by, by running up those stairs and you're only going to gain a couple of seconds so you've got to be, be and it's tactical. so early in the day you don't need this heart mm. spikes do you mm. be tactical about it yeah okay number two uh, swim sighting opportunities as some of the boys are hard to see looking into the sun and John's got always 
check the swim, extra exit and entry as well. Yes, so that, but by that I mean um, when you're coming out, knowing how deep it is when you can actually stand up. Oh, um, true, the old go to stand up trick. So <laughs> many people do that go and you get a mouthful and you look like a dick and somebody swims over the top of you. But he's also got, the, you know, like you do want to check out where you can sight because as you're saying, sometimes you're looking right into the sun, you can't see anything in front mm. of you. So mm. if you can have a gauge of some other sites, you know, that you can look towards. Big trees, or, buildings, yeah, mountains. Like that. Yep. Um, number three, locations of the climbs, both the bike and the run. Uh, so a couple of things that I noted here is, is thinking about some opportunities where you might be able to pee because, um, you know, if it's, a, it's, if it's a predominantly flat course, you're going to lose a lot of time. We've talked about peeing on the bike. It was one of our most popular shows ever. Um, but, you know, you're always looking for a bit of a, a downhill stretch where you might be able to get a bit of a pee in is, uh, is going to save you a little bit of time. And going and, and knowing the key, the key climbs and, the, and probably more importantly the descents because um, the climbing, you know, you've got control, you can ride to effort, to power, to heart rate, whatever, yep. um, but the descents is where you, you often lose that control so just knowing if there's any hairy corners that you really need to slow down because, you know, you can gain a lot of time on descents so good to go check out the bike course. Okay, number four is uh, location of aid stations. Bike primarily, primarily as it seems that most aid stations on the run are about a mile apart but it would still be something to, worth checking also, if you have a mechanical on the bike and you have to walk to the closest age station, it could make sense to know how far away that might be. I did a race recently and saw a guy who was waiting for uh, the mechanic to turn up, but if he just walked 200 yards up the road and around the corner, he would have got to the next aid station and maybe his bike problem would have been fixed. So it's a pretty good point, eh? Definitely knowing yeah. where those... I think so firstly, knowing where the aid stations are going to be, knowing where the, me- the mechanics are going to be, um, and also the penalty boxes, um, yep. because you may get a drafting penalty and, and, and not knowing where you're supposed to go. Um, you know, it could result in a DQ if you ride straight past a box where you're supposed to pull over. So I think that's really important. And just a couple of other things about the aid stations. Um, Practicing bottle grabs is what a lot of people yeah, don't do, yeah. and it's bloody hard to, to grab a bottle when you're on the go. So, practicing that, and that's a great way to get your kids involved in a little training session. Is uh, if you've got kids, is to get them to go out there and, and practice riding at race speed and going along and grabbing a bottle. If you drop a bottle, stop, go back and get one. Definitely. Yeah, the, the second you're going to lose is not worth the nutrition you'll lose if you don't grab one. Mm. Yeah. And then finally, I'm um, thinking a bit strategically about nutrition, and this also comes into to course knowledge is uh, it's not advisable to really be cranking down a lot of nutrition on a really tricky part of the course. You know, If you're going up a big climb, which is a long sustained climb, um, your effort's going to be higher, your heart rate's going to be higher, higher, it's going to be a bit more difficult to absorb that nutrition going in. So thinking a bit more strategically, if you've got following that as a, as a nice long descent, that's a really good opportunity. If it's a gentle descent to, to take on good nutrition, it's going to absorb a lot easier as well. So having a bit of think about that, um, strate- being strategic with your nutrition and aid is what is, is important. Well, you want to do number five, so... Driving the course to get a sense of road conditions. Often the course looks harder in the car, is what I've found. Have you? When, you, when you're driving the course in the car, the hills seem to look a bit steeper than when you're actually out on but the Do you know what I think? I, I honestly think this is a real amateur mistake, is to not know the course. And I know, mm. like, for me, my first ever any kind of endurance sports race was a race called La Race in Christchurch, and... It's, it's a bit of an epic climb race, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a pretty tough climb. And um, and, and, and I literally borrowed my mate Slam IM's bike two days before the race, put on not even proper pedals, just the old mm. mountain bike pedals on my bike. Nice. And took off on the race and went over the first hill feeling pretty good and I was doing okay. And he got to the second hill and it just goes on and on and it's on. It's a tough climb. Yeah, and it just it's never ending. You get to the top and there's still another hour of climbing to go. So I um, it was just a, a, 
mentally it was much harder experience than it needed to be just because I didn't know what was coming up in front of me. Mm. And for an Ironman, you have to drive the ride. Mm. And even the buy, even the mm. run, you know, mm. you, you have to drive it because it just gives you those landmarks in your own mind that you can, you're kind of ticking along as you're going along. If it's a pancake, not quite as necessary, but you still, yeah. No, I still think so because for me, it's not so much about what, you know, knowing that there's a hard climb coming up around this corner. But landmarks. For me, it's just knowing, yeah, that you're mm. ticking off, that you're going through that process. And I think that's like years ago, I did the coast to coast and uh, I did teams. And mm. in the run, me and my mate, when I did the, the run a few weeks beforehand. Mm. But we took this guy who was really slow. Oh, and so on the day, it took me about three hours to do the run. Yeah. On the day we did it, it took us nine hours. That's just ridiculous. We ended up walking it. And we're literally walking it like 10 minutes into it. Oh, no. But the good thing about that was, like I would never recommend doing that. But the good thing about it was on race day, I was. It just seems so easy because I walked yeah. it for nine hours in the past, and and I think just just that mental hurdle of over knowing what you got coming up in front of you is a, is a real barrier you want to overcome. So there we go. High five on uh, preparing for races. Sent in by oh, Justin, the Super Daddy Walla. The Super Daddy, love your work. Okay, we'll put some more porno music on, eh? And that's not porno music. It's porno's music. <laughs> Let's just get this right. Here we go. Here's some porno music. Tell you what, porno's on fire. They're quite long. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, well, I'm okay with that. It's only 15 seconds. It's, yeah. it's good. He's sharp. Nice. Porno's a really good musician. Right. Like, seriously, like, I, I work hard on my piano and I'm getting better. I wouldn't say I'm good yet. I'm, I'm probably a little bit below average. Mm. Porno comes around and he just rocks on and shows you up. Just breaks my heart, man, because mm. I practice for hours and he just comes up because he played when he was a kid and so he just and he just yeah he's amazing so, so 10,000 hours of training he's got he tell you what he's got a few more I've got a few more hours to catch up on him but anyway website of the week so who sent through this week's website let's have a look um, Gary Fegan sent through this one a while oh, ago oh, it's the constant deliverer yes and it is a uh, it's a good one okay hope things are settling down well they are and he's just talking about earthquakes things here he's, anyway an attempt to continue I am talk obviously it was a while ago John it was in March Okay, okay, we'll give you that one. Um, but normality, here's some a good supplement website showing you which has evidence and those that don't alongside links to the evidence for those that are interested. So the website is basically, it's called informationisbeautiful.net slash play slash snake oil supplements. I'll put a link to it on www.imtalk.me. But what it is, is it's, it's a really kind of good visual graph of all the different types of supplements that have been out there. And it's got... It's basically got lots of it's a sort of circular graph, and there's, there's yeah you've got a big and how it's kind of cool is the popularity in terms of Google hits. So like let's and, say for example, green tea is a bigger circle because lots of people must check out green tea for cholesterol on Google. That doesn't necessarily mean it's it works or anything, but that's what people are searching for. And then along this line, so in the middle of it, they've got a line okay worth worth it you know worth it line. So anything above that line is you know there's definitely some proven value around having these things in your life. So either says it's promising, good, or strong evidence and then below that line is uh, basically crap it is not, so, not so things like evidence. creatine it's definitely proven to be promising it doesn't seem to be amazing whereas if you look at something like um, St John's Wort which is good for um, depression PMS it, it's, and PMS which John gets all the time <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's proven to be pretty strong so you know so it actually has what the thing is so garlic has been proven to be pretty strong when it comes to blood pressure well, no, what, what the, the, some things here are actually listed um, 
so, several times. So garlic for blood pressure. Oh, okay, is, great. Is, but is, if you go strong. down, um, we've got things down the bottom. You know, you've got vitamin D down here for um, vitamin cancer. D for cancer. No good. Is, but up here, but if you go D for, for general health and all cause morality or mortality, mm. <laughs> morality and mortality. Yeah. Um, it's good as well. So it's just a really good one because people can spend a lot of money on supplements and stuff like that. And, you know, if we go way down the line and we look at lavender doesn't really do much for your sleep and relaxation. No. Which is interesting. So what's... Because I always what, sleep with lavender under my pillow. That's right. Well, the good thing is that then when you... The, the, it obviously ranks all these sort of things, um, but then you can click on them and then it takes you off to some research <laughs> that really talks about it and tells you um, it's got the scientific... Backing up of whether or not it's, it's right. funny the lavender because Joe's put lavender in our towel cupboard. Mm. And you open up and it is quite nice opening our towel cupboard and smelling yeah. the lavender. But it may not. Affect but I don't fall asleep straight away. Luckily, but a, but a, but imagine a, if I just opened it and then I fell asleep. That'd be, that'd be trouble. <laughs> you wouldn't be head. able to get into those those double showers or whatever. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Bow, chick, um, bow, wow. And you can also. Um, you know what's really interesting, John? What's really interesting is that if you look at the line with worth it lines, so obviously the things that are worth considering having in mm. your life. And I have dark chocolate every day. Mm-hmm. Good for my blood pressure, John. Good. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot more underneath the line. There is. <laughs> yeah. And the, but that may be that there hasn't been potentially hasn't been studies on things. You know, you got things like down there like glucosamine, um, which is uh, yep, you know a lot of people joints. For, for joints and stuff, and that's down there as very slight to no evidence that it works but the thing is the power of the mind is uh, is a funny old thing and people that take glucosamine believe in it and they so you, seem to feel so, better so, so when it comes to the placebo effect you placebo think placebo effect is massive yeah so you think it's worth spending money on something even if uh, there's no effect and I didn't say that I'm just saying that some people do that and yeah. the, the placebo effect is incredibly powerful it's also got in here it's got a thing a show me and you can actually if you just want to look for cancer for things that are oh, good for great, cancer great. Um, you can do that or oh, for children or digestion whatever and then for that, men that, John because I'm a man then that, that filters out all the, the things um, that are not so it's not much for men yeah so nettles D-H-E-A. Memory in young men. Well, not a lot of evidence for that. No. Prostate cancer, no. Sore. Palomento. Yeah, no. We're, we're vitamin. Yeah. Anyway, great website. Good one to good, check good, out. Good to check out. So we'll have a link on our site this week. Thank you, Fegan, for sending that in. www.imtalk.me. Okay, Jombo, uh, what else have we got coming up? Sponsor, Extreme, Extreme Endurance. Endurance. Now, we're going to be having a couple of athletes uh, on the show that uh, have been using Extreme Endurance, and they'll be able to talk about that. Oh, in really? Who's that? Uh, so when we get Tamsin Lewis, she's currently oh, using it as well. Um, and at some stage, we're getting Bevan McKinnon on the show. We're going to do that today. But, uh, so what did he came back? What did he say? Uh, we're going to do that when I get back from France. Oh, so okay. He's also on uh, Extreme Endurance as well so they'll be able to share their experiences a few questions that um, sometimes you might have is should dosage be taken before a meal or an empty stomach good question Um, John because extreme endurance is not released in the stomach you can take it with or without a meal Um, whatever your preference a lot of athletes like taking it with their meals because it's when they normally take other supplements nice and should you take it um, before a workout before or after John yes the dosage should be um, broken up two times a day so for example if your dosage is Five tablets, take two or three in the morning and the balance in the evening. Um, so that's basically, I mean, when I take it, it's just sitting there in the kitchen and I'll take it when I go out, when I have my morning glass of orange juice, beautiful fresh orange juice I have every morning. Do you, you do it, do it yourself? Do you um, like get the oranges and squeeze no, them? I have the I have the, the simply squeeze, the good quality stuff. Yeah, that it. is good. It's expensive, but John, you must be earning the big dollars. No, I'm not, but I prefer, you know, you've got to put... You because your two litres is like eight bucks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, John. Yeah, but you always get it on special. You've got to buy things on special. Yeah, yeah but you, do you find that when you get it... You want to drink it all? 
Are you controlled just to have one no, glass a day? I have one, I have one morning glass every day. That's, oh. how, I get, that's how I start I my day. I will go with you, John. That is probably the best juice in the world. Yes. I would agree, but yes. I don't pay eight bucks for juice. Yeah, I, I, I pay six ninety nine. It's always on special. <laughs> okay. Maybe you I either get be. that or you get Charlie's, one <laughs> or the others. Oh, Charlie's doesn't do it for me. Mm, yeah, two more down. Um, they're saying taking extreme endurance before or after a workout has no effect on the result of the product. Yep. So it doesn't matter if you take it just before you go. It's not going to make your you know, your run any better than if you're taking it two hours before. So morning and evening is what you want to do. Remember, if you go on there, use the code I am talk you get a nice discount and uh, my treats dark chocolate dark chocolate I buy that I buy the um, Whitaker's 78% cocoa mm-hmm. it is so good and I have about 8 bits a day right 4 at lunchtime, 4 after dinner so if you break that down that's probably pretty similar to the cost of my orange juice no no John do you know why <laughs> because how many do you probably get 3 glasses of juice out no, of the bottle no that would ask me um, I, I need about probably 3 litres a week yeah so you're looking about 12 bucks about 10 10 <laughs> Chocolate, probably about six bucks. Okay, so it's pretty saying. close. Yeah, no, it's a big difference. I'll be, getting simply, I'll be getting simply squeezed to sponsor me soon. I'll be paying for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, so last sponsor is Extreme Endurance. Go to xendurance.com. Remember the talk, I am talk code the, discount. The, the gives you 20%. Code? Yep. Yeah, the talk code. <laughs> and uh, check, check, check it out. Okay, John, questions and answers. answers. You didn't want to do any, but I've just chucked one in here because I've got a, question, uh, a comment from Rob, the Essex uh, Buccaneer Makritschke. Is that how you say it? I can't even see his surname wherever it is. McRitchie. Uh, McRitchie, aka Mac-ri- Orange Cannon on the Pirate. Uh, he's just saying we give a big shout out to the 40 Pirates racing at Ironman Resenberg. Um, there'll be food, beer, more beer, and a bit of a race on Sunday. Then the main event, the Pirates Award Party afterwards. Uh, can you apologise in advance for all the other competitors as we will have be having one great time the best support in the race. Go the Pirates! Nice. Good yes. to see. It must be, um, yeah, we haven't heard it. I mean, it's only the second or third year that race has been um, in action, so I still don't know a lot about it. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what pros rock up. John, I'm just going to put up our Facebook page and see if anyone's been saying anything on Facebook. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to put a post up there today for anybody who did Austria or wrote quite, quite and, week on and, Facebook. And, and, see, uh, and see if we've got any... Feedback, get some feedback on that. So okay. we did, we did, we did get a bit of feedback. Thirteen comments there on the older. Um, oh, there we go. Des Atkinson, Polar Footpod gave me thirty six point one k's, um, but that seems to be even oh, that, that's six p- k short. For the, the consensus seems to be that it's about it's around about about three k ish short plus or minus. Porno, porno, he's on fire this week. He's saying that calling all cyclists in Australia. The uh, uh, Amy Gillard Foundation is driving the one k one m. To get a law passed to protect cyclists, please go on here and sign up. I want the cycle to be safe, and this will help. So spread the word in Australia. And he's even got the porno. So now he's safe, the porno. SafeCyclingAustralia.org. Yeah, get on it, team. Okay, um, Jumbo. Is that it? Sponsors? Just quickly. Athletes.com. Um, what have you done today? CoffeeSavoy.com. Hilo. And Extreme Endurance. Take it any time, John. Before yes. or after. Yes. Love making. Imagine okay. if you did that. Imagine if <laughs> paper. Wait a second. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta take some extreme do, do, do you get a bit of? Uh, <laughs> it's improving my performance. Doms. Do you get a bit of doms from your uh, from love making and that wild stuff, John. I tell you. Yeah. Okay, John. What's your goss? What is my goss? Um, did a ride on Sunday. Just uh, three hill reps up Cooper's Knob. 
Oh, really? It's, it's a pretty solid hill we'll rep. that on. Yeah, I just need to do a bit of mountain climbing. That's like a six and a half K. Because last um, week we were on the show, rep. I was in Auckland and you were in Christchurch and you were snowed and you were saying a little bit concerned. I did not think we were going to be getting out on the road again, but following on from our big snow, which, was, which was serious yeah. snow, yeah. we had two still days. It still hasn't actually... Most of it's gone, though. Well, well my streets yeah, or something. Yeah, it's just a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it, we had a couple of days that were like 15, 16 degrees and all the snow melted, which was great. So it meant we could get out on the road, but there's a lot of grit out on the road, which is a little bit yeah. dicey and very nearly came off coming down um, the top of Dyer's Pass the other day but uh, yes I got out there and did three big hill reps and Wood was there pushing me along and um, did he smash you? He, he made the first rep a little bit firmer than I had uh, anticipated and then they were a little bit slow after that so wait a second you're off next week? Off on Tuesday. So we're recording Monday next week, aren't we? Yes, so we okay. may, may struggle a bit with some race results and what have you, but... What are, um, what, what are you going to do before the next week? I'll do one more little ride this weekend and... No, no, life. What, oh, life. We have to organise. Have you got a crazy week in front of you? Uh, I've just got to get, you know, just tick off my things on my list. Nothing too crazy, pretty well organised and... How Tal sent me through an email saying he's going to be meeting up with you. I'm meeting up with Hal Tal. We're going to go ride a mountain. Um, John, up and up. Hal Tal's a legend. Yes, well. He, and you know he, he, like, he's a competitive character as well. He suggested a time trial. So, <laughs> so, exactly. so we're going up uh, <laughs> a, a coal next to Annecy, which we're going to use in an epic camp. And I, I, oh, so this before epic camp? Yeah, I, I do my little recce and I roll around. and we have, get How to, long are you there before epic camp? Oh, three or four days. Oh, okay. So I go to, go go check out the course. Go to Anderson, meeting him up at like three o'clock in the afternoon, and say, oh, "Look, I've got. I want to go out for maybe an hour and a half exercise." And the, yeah, so we're going to go out. We're going to go out the time trial. It was cold. I'm going to crush him. I'm going to crush him. I'll tell you, you're going downtown. Down. I want video evidence, okay? Make a report for me. Me crying on your wheel. Have that camera facing behind me. Um, anyway, other than that, Bevan. Uh, don't think I've got much else to report on. Okay, John, back at preschool day for the uh, yesterday for the oh, kids, back at school. Tyler's which back at school, good. full day, yes. which is a good thing. Okay, so two things I'm going to talk about, John. Yes, First of all, a dilemma. Mm. Well, not a dilemma. <laughs> Interesting. Riding home from the gym last night, I was I'd done about three or four hours exercise yesterday. I was getting a bit fatigued, so I thought a good old cookie time will help me get up that hill because mm. my new hill was a bit of a pain in the butt. You should have got Yume's power cookie. Oh, I didn't have it. No. No. Gotta go to sports shops. Today. Yeah, mm. should get into dairies M. But I uh, got the 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 chocolate plus one. You know right. the, the, yes, yeah, yes. it's pretty good actually. Yes. Yeah. Do you know the trick with that? It's got no. the same amount of chocolate as a normal cookie time, but they just made it smaller. Oh, really? Yeah, because I know the guy who owns the company is telling nice. me that's a bit of a scheme. But anyway, no. so um, got to put in my pocket. Yes. Riding home and eating my biscuit, pulled my biscuit out, started to hands up, no, no hands. I'm pretty mm. skillful. I am. Got to the bottom of the hill, finished my, finished my biscuit, put the wrapper because I don't litter, John. Put it mm. back in my pocket. My wallet had fallen out. Oh dear. Oh dear, what mm. would the matter be? So I rode back and I couldn't find it. And then I got home, I said to Joe, babe, I've lost my wallet. And you'll see right there, my wallet's right there. And yes. someone had actually texted me and gone through my wallet, found my address and handed it back in. So I went back to her house. This young girl was probably about 17, 18 and, and done the honest thing and handed it in. Now in my wallet at the time, I had about 380 bucks sitting in there. Right. <laughs> so I was quite, yeah. I was, I was quite happy that yeah. she'd done the honest thing. The question is, John, should I have given her money? Oh, definitely giving her something. Yeah, yeah. What would you what, what were you giving her? I don't know. 40, 50 bucks, something like that. Okay, we're on the same page. Yeah. I gave her forty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. That's good. Because I was I was kind of thinking you have gotta give her something. Because mm-hmm. otherwise she'd keep the whole three eighty and I would have been up my, you know, crap Mondays. But I did, I gave forty bucks. Yeah, forty bucks. She goes, No, no. And I go, Yes, and she didn't complain again because yes. really yeah, yeah. she wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> but that was that was one thing that happened. But the big news, John, is 
<laughs> don't don't the side. Does, 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 does these effects come through? Be, be ready for the tears to come, John. That's all I'm saying. It's because Joe and I had said they're runners. This is my running group in Christchurch last weekend. Coming down through the poo ponds in Christchurch. Joe checked you. No, 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 we're driving a car. Yeah, okay. Driving a car back from Saturday Runners. Yeah. Got the bike on the back on one of those things, bungee corded in. Bike flew off. Bike flew off, snapped my front forks off. <laughs> <laughs> right, and now I'm going to have to get you a bloody bike sponsor. <laughs> no, because Porno's given me his, that's where Porno saved the day. Yes. No lies, man. So the bike just, the wind, because you know where the poop ponds are. Yeah, The yeah. poop ponds are basically like, like kind of a lake kind of area and it's just it's really windy eh? blaming the wind for your inability no, to no, fasten your bike no, to no, the car no no because I fasten it down I always do fasten it down and I think we must have hit a bump in the road because of the earthquakes and mm. just the wind at the same time picked it off threw it off threw the bike flew down the road I was like oh no and then the, yeah the front forks have literally just snapped off so I'm going to the insurance company today uh-huh. do you think I'll get a new bike just get you think new forks Oh, you bike would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Uh, so yes. I'm a bit worried about more off premers. They may be buckled. Oh, they'll be fine. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, no, that's, it's carbon fiber fork. The fork will have just snapped. Oh. Yeah, no, I think it'll be fine. Uh, I was hoping for a new bike. You're going to get a new fork and that'll be it. <laughs> fork, be it won't even there. look like the same fork, so now uh, my bike will look silly. Uh, oh, well, I'll, work, I'll work on getting a new, you a new bike sponsor. You never goss? Because um, you're looking for a new bike sponsor, aren't you? No, I'm not. Oh, you happy with Avanti? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe I could get no, Avanti. Maybe you could. <laughs> no, the goss. But anybody in New Zealand should, oh, oh, should, yeah, be, should be entering the House of Travel Triathlon Festival. House of Travel Triathlon I want to see a big contingent of I Am Talk listeners coming from outside Christchurch to support the race and support Christchurch. And, and also, be there. if you're in Christchurch, get up to five for the people in your life who aren't fit. Because I've got a running group that gets people from walking to running five k's. Yeah, that's our advertising supplement for today. Any other goss? No, on, Johnny, we've got nothing funny this week. Um, Come on. No. Do you like my house? You like it's view? a nice house. Yeah, yeah, I was house. commenting on... The first thing he commented on was how had nothing here is mine. Yes, Thanks, John. Thanks yes. Bring that up. And am I allowed to park in the driveway? This yep. is a big one. It's a long driveway for me to walk back up. Are you okay? Yes, I'll be okay. If you bike, you'll be able to. Yes. <laughs> yes. And park in front of the double garage. Right. Because Joe has the other garage. Right. Yeah. Joe's garage. Sure Joe's yeah. garage. You can name something after that. Cafe and crush it. That's enough. Well, the next week's show is going to be. Um, so, what? Are we, doing it from, are we doing it from Epic Camp? Oh, no. Next, we'll try to do a bit of stuff from Epic Camp if we can. And uh, if you're in France, wave to me. <laughs> okay. There you go. If you're in France, just rave random, random. When, when we drive, when we bike past. Yeah. Okay. I'm Russ. I'm Minot. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. kaha.